Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to the WPB Health Consulting Podcast. My name is Austin. I'll be your host today. If you haven't discovered the WPB Health Consulting Podcast before, what we do is bring clarity to coaching. On our podcast, we bring in coaches from all walks of life. These individuals specialize in performance and behavioral habits to help change your life or your client's life. Now, if you're interested in our coaching service or getting to know these coaches, please reach out and contact us. Hey, everyone. Thank you for joining the WPB Health Consulting Podcast, where we bring clarity to coaching. On today's podcast, you guys are in for a treat. We're going to have IFBB Pro and nutrition and fitness coach Caroline Offenstein on today to discuss how to get involved with coaching. Truthfully, if you practice what you preach, that is a good sign of a good coach. If you guys haven't heard our previous podcast before, we dive a little bit deeper into this specific subject, but we wanted to get a coach on here that really exemplifies that topic. In addition, we're going to discuss several amazing topics here today, but let me first introduce Caroline. Caroline is a lifelong athlete, and as of 2020, she's officially an IFBB Bikini Pro. She has been a nutrition and fitness coach since 2016 and currently works as an online coach for athletes and lifestyle clients with Tailored Coaching Method. I encourage you guys to reach out to Caroline on Instagram at carolineoffenstein underscore TCM. But without further ado, let's hear what she has to say for us today. Thank you for tuning in to the WPB Health Consulting Podcast, where we bring clarity to coaching. And on our podcast today, we have a very special guest, IFBB Pro, and also coach Caroline Offenstein. And so I want to make sure that we get into this here. She's going to talk about her journey as a coach, but also as a competitor. So let's get started. And Caroline, if you want to introduce yourself to everyone and tell us a little bit more about yourself. Yeah, awesome. Thank you for having me. So again, my name is Caroline. I currently work as a nutrition coach full-time working remotely for Tailored Coaching Method, which some of you guys might have heard of. I work with Cody Boom Boom, used to be Boom Boom Performance. And I also compete, uh, just won my bikini pro card this year. So hoping to still make my pro debut amidst this COVID craziness. Um, so yeah, just competing and coaching full time, totally obsessed with all things fitness and nutrition. Yeah. So um, obviously you're a high level athlete in the world of the NPC and we're going to get into that, but we're going to talk about, I think your journey and um, your journey was specifically within competing and coaching here today. So let's um, go into that a little bit further. So could you tell our listeners your journey on how you got into coaching and becoming an IFBB pro and how that has really impacted your life, whether it's in um, your, you know, boom, boom performance or tailored coaching method now, um, social media, trading, there's a lot with that question, but tell me about your journey on specifically coaching in the process of becoming an IFBB pro athlete. Yeah. So I guess to take it back to the beginning would be, you know, I was a little bit late to the fitness game. I actually just studied business in college. Hindsight being 2020, I wish I would have studied nutrition directly in school. Um, but after I graduated from UW-Madison, I moved to kind of a smaller town for my first corporate job. 
and the only gym there was a CrossFit gym. So I was like, well, I guess I'll try it. This crazy CrossFit thing that everyone's talking about, you know, that was definitely in a, a time when it was at its peak. And so I just like totally, you know, hooked me up to the IV. I was drinking the Kool-Aid real hard, became a level one coach that same year, I think it was. And just was like, you know, started coaching at a gym. Um, but soon after that is when I moved out to Colorado where I'm at now. And I, I had also kind of followed the CrossFit mentality of paleo and kind of a low carb whole foods, but you know, not enough fuel, let's be real <laughs> for high intensity workouts. And so when I moved to Colorado, I was still coaching. I was doing CrossFit workouts and I also uh, moved out here to raft guide. So my activity was just through the roof and my fuel was not there. So that's when I was like, okay, you know, screw this paleo thing. I got to figure out how to actually take care of myself because my workouts weren't getting any better either. Right. So it was like a lose lose situation I was in. And that's when I really started diving into nutrition and I went through precision nutrition and then I found NCI, the Nutritional Coaching Institute, um, did, you know, every certification I could get my hands on and also hired Cody uh, as a coach and was working with him, you know, was working with athletes at my gym, kind of just as I started learning. And then soon enough, I was like, I want to do more of this. Like, I love this. I finally, you know, learned so much and experimented on myself with so many things that made me feel better, perform better, look better. Um, so that's when I kind of joined the Tailored Coaching Method team. And now I've been with them for uh, just over two years. Your journey is so impactful and on making, especially your process within, you know, um, learning about nutrition and training and, and now, you know, practicing what you preach ultimately as a coach, but also a competitor. I mean, that's ultimately the, the game and I, we love to hear that. So we're going to get into that a little bit more, but let's, let's talk about um, specifically working with, with Cody at Tailored Coaching Method. I know you mentioned that, um, but I understand, especially with your journey, um, it's been very dynamic, uh, especially like you discussing that as well from moving to CrossFit now into the NPC and competing in the bikini division. So you could, could you tell our audience members about your role um, in more in depth about um, your coaching role at Taylor Coaching Method and kind of what led you to, you know, really get into the specifics of that? Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, you know, I was hardcore CrossFit and then there came a point, when was this end of 2018 where, you know, the more now I had been learning about nutrition for several years, I had been, you know, helping people at the gym, but unfortunately the CrossFit gym I was coaching at was very still stuck in the paleo zone type of dieting, you know, where it's kind of templated and like I mentioned, you know, low carb, low calorie, just diet, diet, diet. And I'm like, no, it's not <laughs> sustainable guys, for you me. You know, like, yeah, I don't really agree. And so yeah. we, we had some of those fundamental um, beliefs that were very different. And so I ended up leaving that gym and was kind of like, well, what the heck do I do now? Cause I'm very competitive <laughs> and that's part of the reason I loved CrossFit so much. Sure. So, uh, yeah, Cody kind of was the one who suggested it. And he was like, well, why don't you take this as an opportunity to go all in on bodybuilding, see if you can gain some muscle and maybe you could compete down the road. 
And I was like, well, sure, I got, you know, I don't know what else to do with my fitness goals. Um, so that's really when I started digging into that. And I went through an actual like lean gaining phase for probably like seven months of at the beginning of last year. So beginning of 2019. And yeah, just like, you know, toned my cardio way back, really focused on smart, very bodybuilding programming, which I was not used to. It was a big change. Um, and then when I was getting into it, I was like, oh yeah, I definitely want to take this all the way and see what it's like to actually go through a prep um, because it's easy to kind of judge those things from the outside. But I had gotten questions on bodybuilding and contest prep before. And I was like, well, if I'm going to ever talk to people about this, I should really just go through it myself. Yeah. So I was kind of in the like one and done mindset. I was like, well, I'll just do this and we'll see how hard it is. And then I'll decide if I want to do any more, but probably not. Um, but then I ended up doing really well. <laughs> My yeah. first competition that got me qualified to uh, go on to compete at a higher level. So, sure. so yeah, that's kind of how I made that, that big transition. <laughs> Like you talked about um, earlier with the with the CrossFit change, like the, the workouts are completely different. I mean, oh yeah, you're measuring variables that are completely different on each, and being specific on on both is so important, especially if you want to compete at a high level. But um, I, I'm just glad that you can you can definitely say you practice what you preach and really pr promote that, and that's something that not a lot of coaches, I would say. I would say not a lot of great coaches can do. And so, and that's fantastic what you're able to do that. So let's talk about your competing. We'll go into that since we're leading into that. So talk about your first show, what the, what that expectations were with that. How did that go? And then now to, you know, when you won your pro card and walk us through kind of the, the process with that, because not a lot of people know, like, the prep for that and also like the psychology of, Hey, it's show day. What is, what are things to expect? If that makes sense. Yeah. So I did, I was working with a coach in Denver for my first prep. And, um, honestly, one of the things that was the craziest to me was the amount of cardio that was added. <laughs> like I had, since I was doing that lean gaining phase, I had taken such a break from cardio and he just like packed it on, um, on top of the obviously very strict diet. So my first prep was, I was trying to follow a meal plan versus macros which I'm used to mm -hmm. so that was also a challenge in hindsight you know I would probably recommend macros to almost anybody because meal plans just get so so restrictive and contest prep is restrictive enough I mean you have to be just it's really 100 to zero you know you have to give it 100 percent otherwise you're just not going to get stage lean because it really is the ultimate level of leanness so there's no well, I just want to have a glass of wine or, right. you know, I just, I'm really tired today. So I'm going to skip my workout and shorten my cardio. Like you just, there isn't room for that if right. you want the, the best results. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was, that was tough. Like a big piece of advice I would give to anyone is build your support system before you even like pick a show date and start heading into prep because I did that. And I'm really glad I did. Cause I had read articles like, this is going to be hard. You need people in your corner. So yeah. I actually like sat my husband down. I was like, this is what I'm thinking of doing. Are you okay with this? Are you on yeah. board of like, cause you know, your relationships really do get impacted. You know, oh, there yeah. weren't 
cheeseburger date nights or stuff like that. Right. And I did the same thing with my family. You know, I was like, I'm going to get really lean. So, you know, don't worry about me. I'm trying to do things the right way. I'm working with a coach, but of course, you know, my mom was also worried. Sure. <laughs> like, yeah. like moms are right. when you diet. Yeah, um, exactly. But that was like a huge part of it. Like actually sit people down in your life and tell them and ask straight up, ask for support. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Sure. Um, so that was really, really helpful. And then gosh, show day was crazy. I was definitely just like shaking like a leaf with nerves <laughs> all day. Um, and the spray tanning process was crazy in itself. I actually wrote about that in one of my blogs too, because I was like, this is the craziest thing I've ever done was the spray tanning. I'm like, <laughs> so yeah. weird. Um, but yeah, and it's a long day. And so a lot of people kind of stress out about peak week, like your week leading up to the show. But honestly, like that's kind of my favorite part because you kind of get to slow down. It's like crunch time. Usually you get more carbs to help fill you out a little bit, which that's fun, obviously. And that's like the time, I mean, you work so long and so hard for weeks and weeks and weeks. So like just being able to kind of slow down and appreciate that last week and appreciate the, the craziness of actual show day is, is really important too. Hey everyone, I hope you're enjoying today's podcast with Caroline Offenstein. She's an awesome coach and competitor, so please reach out if you have any questions. In addition, we're going to talk about coaching culture here today. We want to make sure that we're reaching out to all coaches um, who are out there, whether they're leaders in your community, online community, or overall people you live with. We want to make sure we have good communication strategies to be able to bring clarity to coaching. In our coaching, we help you build muscle, lose fat, and overall improve your lifestyle to improve your confidence and overall live a better life. So if you have questions regarding our coaching services, please reach out and contact us as we can't thank you enough. Last but not least, let's get back to the podcast and hear what Caroline has to say for us today. Yourself ready psychologically, but also physically to the point where you're like, okay, everything, you know, this moment, cause it's quick. Um, that's another thing people mm -hmm. don't understand. Oh yeah, it's so quick. Um, but you step on you step on stage and you're like, okay, showtime. This is it, and then boom, it's over. And so, it's it's like you're gonna go out there and bring your best package possible. And that's another thing too. Um, you know, you're competing against yourself ultimately at the end of the day, and that's something that a lot of people struggle with because the body you know, comparisons, but, um, but I think like what you said though, the process within that has been, um, it's a journey and trusting the process and really developing that social support system is so, so crucial because you're going to be hangry. You're going to be tired and knowing that like, you're not taking it out on anyone or, um, whether it's your, your coworkers, your friends, your family, understanding kind of the empathetic side of that. So I think that's great. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Yeah, and you mentioned comparison, which I think is a good thing to point out too, sure. because I actually know some other competitors and they'll just stay off social media like the week before their show. Oh yeah. Because it's so easy to look at someone else's page and be like, oh my God, they're at the same show too. Like they look so much better than me. Yep. And we all know that Instagram isn't real, yeah. but it's hard when you're, you're stuck like that because the comparison's just lose-lose, you know? 
Yep, exactly. And I think another thing to touch on that, like being, and you write about this in your blog, which is fantastic. If you have six pack abs, I mean, that you're not probably feeling perfectly fine physiologically and it's just (laughs) kind of a picture and it's a it's a skewed image so people who are not competing or listening um to this podcast you know and carolyn writes about this in her blog but if this individual has six-pack abs and is completely shredded lowest body fat percentage that's not sustainable past that week and so Mm -hmm. you know that's something that oh it's temporary it's very short term and yeah it looks cool in the moment but like lifelong sustainability it's it's very difficult to maintain and health wise it's really harsh on your on your body so oh yeah uh, yeah so let's get into a little bit more specific questions regarding the coaching realm um uh, and then we'll get back into the npc um but how do you stay proactive in, in gaining more knowledge and using better communication strategies um other coaches can apply through coaching and performance yeah i would say you know a big a big part is just seeking out continuing education so whether that's even you know in this day and age of social media you know I follow a lot of like researchers so a lot of researchers today will do like awesome snapshot kind of summaries on their page Mm -hmm. and you know if you do nothing else that requires very little effort at least do that at least diversify your what uh, content you're receiving and make sure that some of it's at least science-based I think that is a great thing to do Um, and connecting with other coaches, you know, uh, whether you find them online or or in person at events or what, what have you, but then also just seeking out courses. So our team is really big on this and thankfully, you know, like tailored coaching method actually pays for a lot of my certifications, which is awesome. So I really have no reason to not (laughs) continuously do them. Um, But that's a, a big piece of it too, because even if you're just taking like some quick something that you found online that's about the keto diet right even though maybe you don't practice a ketogenic diet like i certainly don't but i get questions about it a lot sure so it's your job as a coach to stay informed on trends um be able to answer questions or if you don't know the answer you know at least have some resources that you can go to to find it for your clients so Mm-hmm. there's so much out there these days like there's no reason why you can't find something that fits you know your budget and your goals to continue your education yeah I think bringing clarity especially like we talk about to coaching is one of the most important things you can do and I think that's a great strategy to help you know your clients or Um, anyone who's looking for more information that's fantastic Um, okay so let's get into um, your why and your journey to really become become a coach what was your kind of vision with you know you went to the business side of things early in your career and that then it led you to CrossFit and then now bodybuilding but as a coach what's your true why and your vision within that yeah I mean when so I guess the first time I coached was you know being a fitness coach and becoming a personal trainer and those types of things and that was really just from a place of love for fitness and wanting to share that with other people mm-hmm. and also you know I've all of us have probably had great coaches and not so great coaches sure. yeah. <laughs> and so I wanted to you know help people who maybe have had a bad experience like 
relearn the fundamental basics of strength training um and especially being a woman like i have benefited so greatly from going more into the quote unquote guys section of the sure. gym and stuff like that because you know if you just do cardio and more cardio you're not really going to get those physique development changes that a lot of women come to me looking for and i'm like well do you lift at all and they're like well no i just do like 6 days of cardio and i'm like okay well then you're not going to get quote unquote toned which i hate that right. word but I do too. <laughs> <laughs> but you know to get toned sure. you have to just lift um so that was kind of why i really started coaching from a fitness standpoint and then with nutrition it really started with me like i kind of mentioned you know trying to figure out why did i feel so burnt out all the time like why was i tired and my workouts were never getting any better and my physique wasn't changing uh so that's what really motivated me to start to dive in and figure out more on the nutrition science side mm -hmm. and just continuing to coach i mean my clients are my biggest motivation because it is just so rewarding to see people like overcome hurdles or to have them go from thinking they could never achieve something and then achieving it or even regaining body confidence like no matter what their size is like i definitely go into the mindset work a little bit with clients too sure. and so i just it's it's a very rewarding job um and it is without a doubt my passion yeah awesome and we can definitely sense that through especially like your you know your first time as a coach and now leading into your development with working with clients of really going through the process and the journey with them because um it's step by step you know what i mean like you're the guide that's going to lead them you're not going to be the expert talking down to them and you're working with them um to meet them where they're at so i think that's fantastic describing the world of the NPC a little bit. So, you know, for those who are listen who are listeners on here, we have multiple divisions within bodybuilding. I mean, you have a natural drug tested federation, you have um like the NANBF, you have the OCB, you have divisions that are specifically made for drug testing. You have the NPC, which is more of like the gold standard um for competition within bodybuilding, which is not drug tested. um but it's where the olympia like people how you qualify for the olympia and big events like that so could you describe the the journey that you've experienced within the world of the npc how has it shaped the way you train view you know maybe drug testing or view uh, ways of competing and tell us a little bit more about that yeah so when i first started with that prep coach in denver i kind of I did toy with the idea of entering a drug tested division um and he kind of talked me out of it cuz he's like no offense but nobody really cares <laughs> about that because sure. it's like it's such a smaller uh sure. portion mm -hmm. and I'm like well that's kind of a bummer like I didn't I was very naive when I got into bodybuilding like I didn't okay. know that the the use of you know maybe not even steroids but something like SARMs or those kinds sure. of things was, yeah. was as common as it appears to be now that I've been in the space a little bit longer but but yeah so I kind of settled on the MPC more or less because my coach pushed me that direction okay and I'm glad I did because it it for those who really want to take it as far as they can that is definitely what I would recommend is you know MPC and then um obviously trying to get into the IFBB so 
if, if you want to take it as far as possible, that would probably be my recommendation. Um, but yeah, and then as far as kind of my views on the process, I mean, I really liked it. I liked the local show that I was in. I liked the local shows that I've been to. Um, the Where I won my pro card was actually at a show in Columbia, but that was also really fun. And there were NPC, you know, judges there. So I really loved the community as far as the judges that I've met, um, the promoters and organizers, um, down to the competitors. Like I've met some really cool people, like even though bodybuilding is very individual and you're technically competing against <laughs> everyone there, right. uh, I have never met someone who's not nice backstage. Like everyone's very much, you're all in the same boat. You all just worked really, really hard for this one day. Um, and people are very supportive of each other. So that's been just really cool to experience as well. Yeah, that's awesome to hear. I think like the mutual respect with within the competitors, like if you can take yourself to a stage lean state, like you, and you're another competitor, you understand the process of what that takes. And I think that's super respectful. And like you said, that's something that um, when I first got into the sport, um, I, I had just thoughts of like oh everyone's judging me and everyone's kind of this and now it's like no they're here to support you it's just like any other community or culture um and that's fantastic that you're also able to do it in another country and see the same you know same exact level or parallel that you are here in the united states so that's fantastic so what career advice Let's go into that. So what's some career advice you would give to a beginning prep or lifestyle coach who's like, oh, I see this on social media or I see this on a, a platform or a medium that I really want to get into. What's some things that you, if you could tell your younger self um, retrospectively, what's some things that you would give for advice? I guess the, the first thing I would say is just start working with people, like work with people for free. You know, that's how I started. I just um, basically started working with athletes at my CrossFit gym. And I was just like, hey, well, why don't you try tracking your food for a couple of days and let me look over it with you? You know, even just that, because you will very quickly learn that no two people are the same. So the more that you can just get experience with different types of people and, um, how they respond to your advice or what the what some common struggles are um, just starting to learn some of those patterns that's a great starting point um, because there really is nothing that replaces just actually working with people and you won't know totally what you're doing at first and that's okay especially if you know you're not charging them and you're just trying to help them mm -hmm. that's never a bad place to come from but then as far as kind of taking things up a notch like we talked about before continuing education is so so huge like find yourself a mentor um you know that's kind of what cody was to me he really helped hone my skills and give me feedback when i was talking to clients and things like that so if you can find a mentor who's doing what you want to do see if you can hire them like yeah. obviously you and i are fans of coaches <laughs> but um i can't i can't emphasize that enough you know even I, I pretty much always have a coach <laughs> of some kind, whether it's like business or professional or um, with bodybuilding or sure. nutrition or whatever. So that's hugely helpful too. Um, and then I guess as far as certifications go, 
if someone's actually interested in being like a prep coach or like a physique coach, definitely study under somebody because that is just the next level of specificity. Um, I actually just finished a course by Eric Helms. Okay. And yep. he, he has like an online, very straightforward, like great intro to coaching physique athletes. So that would be one for people to check out. But um, yeah, just keep digging, keep teaching yourself, keep finding people to learn from, you know, go to events whenever those open back up <laughs> and that sort of thing. You know, small steps really do add up. That's probably another important piece to point out. Like I'm, I'm not the most patient person <laughs> and just like thinking, you know, just taking it one thing at a time, you know, taking one certification course, um, talking to one other coach in the industry, asking them questions, you know, all those small things really do add up. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's another reason why I think we try to reach out to so many coaches because, you know, having a one size view or one one lens is something that you often can get stuck into. And it, feedback is so important. Um, and so um, one thing that I also recommend um, on top of Caroline's awesome, really con great content is um, look into what's called The Art of Coaching by Brett Bartholomew. He does a great job of breaking down how to communicate effectively and get started into coaching. Um, if you want to go into the more specifics, that's like Caroline said, reach out to a person who is specialized in that field or has a pretty good idea of it. Um, and so they can help get you um, from you know where you are now to where you want to be a little bit quicker. I'm not going to say it's going to be overnight, but it's going to be a process <laughs> with that. So that's, right. that's fantastic. Um, so, okay. So let's go into this. Um, so what are some styles of, we're going to get into the art of coaching a little bit more. So what are some styles of communication that are a poor reflection of coaching that you, you could see? Um, so if a client is working with someone um, and they, they are just like, I cannot work with this person I need I'm reaching out to you to ask you know how you coach um, so what are some common uh, poor communication styles of coaching that you see um, with your clients that maybe they like people who are looking for a coach may need to look out for yeah um gosh you know I feel like I'm very fortunate in that I need a lot of coaches I surround myself with are great coaches that's true <laughs> but as far as so maybe it would be easier to just talk to like times where I've I've struggled with sure, communicating yeah, for sure. and learn from that but one big thing I've noticed and I guess I have heard this is if if your client you know checks in with you and they are vulnerable or admit to doing something wrong or admit to not following through with a goal you set for the previous week your job is not to make them more insecure about that or more guilty about it, right? So I've had clients tell me um, they're like they were scared to check in with previous coaches. And I'm like, oh my God, I yeah. hope you're not scared to check in with me. You know, like if you are ever scared to check in with your coach, that would probably be a time to find a new coach because in my opinion, your, your coach is not there to judge. They are there to support you. So if I have a client that's really struggling, what I try to do is just like dig deeper into what's going on. You know, say that you set a goal to um, hit hit a protein meal goal. Like they're having tr trouble hitting their protein. You broke it down. So eat 30 grams at every meal and they only did that one day. 
if that happens, you know, I'm going to ask like, okay, what, what do you think was the biggest hurdle? You know, ask those leading questions. Like what was a roadblock? Um, was it that you didn't have time to meal prep? Was it that, you know, something happened with your family or kids craziness, right? Try to dig a little bit deeper because if you can find the root cause of why your client isn't following through with something, then you can actually make it better. But if you're just like, try harder next week, right. I mean, that's not specific. They don't have anything to actually like actionable to yeah. work on. Mm -hmm. So that would be a big piece of it. Um, another thing that I guess I've had as a pet peeve with coaches in the past is if they give me like a one email answer to questions, I really, or a one sentence email. Did I say that? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> so like keeping it, you know, super, super brief. I don't, uh, I'm not a huge fan of that personally. And what I've started doing with clients lately is using video responses to pretty much all check-ins. Um, so I use Loom, which is just a free program that you can put on your uh, browser. And so then I can just record myself like looking through their check-in, explaining any adjustments needed, uh, that sort of thing. And I think that really helps with connection because then there's not, it's not just a screen to a screen right you actually bring in some of that personality um you can you can explain things much better in my opinion than i can typing it out uh, so it really helps with education and if you can educate your clients and you can connect with them there is pretty much no doubt that you're going to be successful right yeah for sure i like what you talked about um in really describing you know the communication styles of visually and audio representations of breaking things down besides just using an email. I mean, text is, can be interpreted in so many different ways. Same with um, email or text or whatever format you use. So being able to be personable, meet them where they're at and not also, also not make them feel guilty or shameful. Uh, that's a really good reflection of a bad coach if you make them feel that way. And so if you guys, like you said, if you do feel shameful or guilty, that's something where, like you said, maybe it's time to seek out another coach or a different opportunity. Um, and so I think you did a great job of really breaking that down. Um, and I think that's something that not a lot of coaches understand until they get into the, the coaching side of things is just finding out what their clients need. Um, being able to meet them where they're at with their personality, but also their social needs, because everyone's different, like you said earlier in the podcast, and um, whether it's nutrition, whether it's social uh, needs, it's it's all working with them. So, um, yeah. Another thing I like to will like to point out is um, a lot of times people think of coaches as like the str crazy strength coach on TV, and I actually did a podcast. Um, a couple weeks ago, which should be released here in the next couple weeks, guys. So um, for you guys, it's going to come out before this one. But we talk about like the portrayal of the media and, and of the coach. So you see those strength coaches that are on, you know, online that are all in your face and stuff like that. Um, that's not how it goes. <laughs> that is not how <laughs> it goes. Truth be told, um, complete transparency here. I mean, you're not going to be getting yelled at by your coach. So don't feel guilty in that side of things. Let's, let's talk about um, data collection and advancement in technology through coaching. Are you seeing anything that's really impacting nutrition and fitness or wellness or performance that as a coach is something that um, is giving you more data to be able to interpret 
and use more effectively within a coaching realm? Yeah, that's a tough one. I, I'm hesitant to, you know, obviously a lot of my clients and myself, like I wear a Fitbit, there's a lot of fitness trackers. A couple of my clients use Whoop and we track their recovery scores. Sure. But honestly, you know, the, the research on some of those kind of fitness trackers is very hit or miss. Like mm -hmm. you don't really know if that's accurate or not. It's true. So, yeah. so any type of kind of tracker like that, I'm a little hesitant on taking it to heart. Sure. But honestly, the more data, the better, in my opinion. You know, with, with my clients, we track macros and calories, obviously. Mm -hmm. But we also look at, you know, estimate your hours of sleep last night and yeah. quality sleep. Um, rate your own workout performance. Like, how would you judge your workout today? Mm -hmm. um, sometimes we will track steps if they have a fitness tracker and that's something they want to track for a daily activity. So looking at the average of all those things can be really helpful but I wouldn't put my heart and soul into any like one specific data point. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I guess, does that at all answer your question? <laughs> oh yeah, that's, that's fair. Um, yeah, I think something that as coaches now we're understanding is we're getting more data um, to kind of summarize, it sounds like what you're saying. Um, is we're getting more data to be able to make better inferences and decision making as a coach because we, as a coach, and this is something that most listeners um, maybe no, but we gather the data that you give to us and we interpret it in a way that we think is going to help you with your performance and your goals. So that's what I like to say is I call behavioral economics. Um, so we're getting gathering the data that we can interpret more effectively for your performance in the future. And I think what you're saying too, is like, we're getting more ways to track better data and it's not yeah. there yet <laughs> i mean it's it's getting closer and it, we're working towards that but um and, and that's something that always is progressing in the field of research so um staying on top of that i think like especially with your guys's coaching you guys do a great job of that so but that's i think that answers that question pretty well so yeah I, I would, it never I hurts to track more yeah. As long as you're not overwhelmed by it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to or information overload. Um, so yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, so actually we'll kind of wrap up with two questions here. Um, so are there any improvements in the coaching or competition community? So this is kind of bringing both in. I know we talked about coaching and competition. Um, what, is there anything you'd like to see that's improved? Um, whether it's technology, rules and regulations, exposure. Um, is there anything that you'd like to see that's a little bit on the side of improvements. And this doesn't have to come from a pessimistic view <laughs> either, but um, <laughs> but if you want to, if there's something like, you know, maybe social media exposure or something that you see in the world of competition or coaching, is there something that you're, you'd like to express here? Yeah, I guess two things kind of come to mind. Um, the first would be, I mean, you just said social media. So that made me think of Competitors especially, but really all fitness influencers or coaches or whatever you want to call them. Um, I would love it if people didn't represent themselves as shredded year round. Cause I see that a lot. I get yeah. a lot of questions about that. And especially, you know, there's a lot of bikini pros who they like will only post videos of them around a competition. Mm -hmm. And so that's just really not realistic. And so it, what I've seen, because I'll have people send me other people's posts and they're like, she says she's shredded year round, but you say that 
it's not a good idea. Like, what's going on here? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> you sure you could live that way, but mm -hmm. that would be living like without ice cream, and that's just not a life that I want to live. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> and right. probably hormonal issues, and yeah. you know, a lot of other things going on. So. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, I feel like there's a lot of that online of you just have to be lean, lean, lean every day of the year. And it's also really hard to change your physique over time that way. Mm -hmm. If you're not willing to eat more and try to put on a little bit of muscle, mm -hmm. every time you diet, you're going to look exactly the same. Right. So mm -hmm. I'd, I'd love it if that veil was a little bit lifted, um, but hopefully that'll just come with more people being authentic in the space. Mm -hmm. uh, and then another aspect which hopefully this applies the only thing i'd love to change about the nutrition space is taking away bad diet trends because it just drives me nuts um and it really does influence people like i love that some people have had success with the keto diet and a lot of people with health conditions why the keto diet kind of came up like that is so amazing mm -hmm. but that just that doesn't mean that you know, someone, especially an athlete, should just like hop on that and think that it's going to be their magic solution and that they can live without carbs for the rest yeah. of their life. So I just, I get so many questions on kind of trends like that. And I'm like, there's, there will never be, we all want there to be just a very quick do this, don't do that solution. But the reality is it just comes down to following a workout program, whatever you like and whatever you can adhere to over time and eating mostly whole foods mm -hmm. like that's but people don't like that <laughs> that type of explanation it's right. not as sexy i should say sure yeah definitely i think going into that a little bit more uh those, those are two great points i think the first one is kind of really understanding the exposure of social media i think that's something that and as we go into it people are listening and understanding a little bit more that it's not what you perceive it to be <laughs> and so there's yeah and and unfortunately that's kind of a awareness thing um but i think i would agree with that as well i think there's a lot that goes into to that and something to bring a little bit more clarity into that is it would be interesting to see like a person who's stage lean constantly their their labs or their their labs year round because ultimately if they posted those results and showed you that that's the reality like truthfully what's going on underneath that picture and so that's something that, um, you know, they may have a six pack ab and be absolutely completely shredded, but like under underlying health issues may be um, not necessarily acute, but like chronic long term. So, uh, and then the yeah. second thing you mentioned too, especially with, um, you know, working as a, a coach and understanding, you know, kind of the next steps with people um, of breaking down nutritional barriers. Uh, it's not a, a magic pill. It's it's ultimately fitting you where you're at. And going back to the behavioral economics side of things, um, if you're making decisions with your money, unfortunately, it's not always black and white either. So kind of thinking in, in the realm of, I like to make those parallels of nutrition. Um, it's it's not always black and white. There's a lot of gray. And so yeah. working working with the person and understanding them is so important. So I think those are great. So thank you for sharing that. Last piece of this, is there anything else that you would like to talk about that really provides clarity to coaching? 
kind of, I mean, I guess I'll just highlight what I said earlier is that I think two big keys are creating connection and then educating your clients. If you can do both of those things, you will very likely be able to build a solid relationship with your clients and that's how you're going to get them results, right? So educating your clients, explaining why you're making different changes, explaining to them a little bit more about where they're at, um, you know, as educating them on every aspect that you can and then connecting with them, you know, asking about their, their life, like mm -hmm. what else is going on in their life besides just tracking macros or whatever it may be. Right. Um, remembering those things when they check in and they say, you know, it was a kid's birthday or something and commenting on that, you know, those little acts of just straight up human connection go a very long way with retaining your clients and just enjoying your job more in my opinion yeah, <laughs> because absolutely. then you're actually like their clients and friends <laughs> sure exactly yeah so if you can um, do those two things that's huge yeah know their birthdays too it's fun to celebrate birthdays yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, that I like yeah. to on top of that but um this is like you said the little things add up as as a coach so it's and it makes it more rewarding like you said i think that's so important but guys Overall, I hope you take a lot away from this podcast here today. Um, if you guys have questions, we'll post all of your information so they can reach out to you. Thank you, Caroline, awesome. for being on the podcast. I appreciate it so much, especially taking time out of your busy day um, uh, to be on it with us. And I'm, I'm sure hopefully we can do a follow-up podcast at some point discussing some more specific topics. Um, but thank you so much. Heck yeah. Thank so, you so much. Awesome. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast with Caroline Oppenstein. She discusses her journey of becoming a coach while also becoming an IFBB Bikini Pro athlete. She discusses the culture of coaching and improving communication skills that translate into business, lifestyle, and competition. And last but not least, she discusses how she brings clarity to coaching. Overall, I hope you take away several key things. If you're a beginner coach who wants to just get involved in the game, Make sure you're producing content and get your name out there. Every single day, we want to make sure we're bringing clarity to coaching. So if you're interested in our podcast, reach out to us. In addition, we want to make sure that we bring clarity to coaching regarding nutrition and training strategies. So if you have a question for us about our coaching, please reach out to us as we can't wait to work with you. Otherwise, we hope you have a great rest of your day. And last but not least, we hope you gather some information on how to bring clarity to coaching.